Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. Thank you all for tuning into the show today, and thanks for telling all your weird friends about us because that's the best thing you could ever do. Um, bringing a couple stories that I found online about uh, these things that I like to call water geists. Just kind of has this dope ass ring to it. It is kind of cool. I'm intrigued. So I'm gonna I, roll with it. I am also still waiting to hear back from. Monsters are real, guy. So if you listen to this, please get back to me. Yeah, we and need to talk to you. I just messaged Ashley back about how her life is Project Mannequin. So you, please, we need to talk to you too. We need to talk to you. For anyone else listening, if you have weird stuff, we need to talk to you. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. And then here soon, October is going to be kind of a crazy month for me and steve we got a lot of shit going on so we're trying to pile on some episodes so we don't have to take a weekend off so just be warm with that but like i said we're going to be doing live radio style shit here soon so we need we're going to need people to call in and be weird when we open up those lines yeah please do that it's gonna be sick we'll be sick and as, as you know what i'm done Reminding everybody how to contact us. It's in the show notes. So I'm going to start that. saying. Okay. So. I read that phone number like 86 times and I still can't memorize it. <laughs> so I'm over it. Me either. That's going to cut. That's going to cut a whole bunch of time out of the show. Now all those people who sit there and say, the show doesn't start. Until I'll just say, minutes. I'll just say, check the show notes. That's, that's we, cool. No matter what, we still want to hear from you. But it, I literally did my job once in my life and put it all in the show notes. Kyle's got it figured out. If there's anything else I need to put in the show We're going to get the Discord, the Discord link on there. But yeah. anyway, yeah. let's go through the business, which is going to be shorter than normal. Check us out at our social medias. You already know what those are. And if you got a story, you already know how to get it to us. It's in the show notes. Hell yes. That was so much easier. <laughs> there's <laughs> all kinds of ways you can support the podcast. We've got a Venmo and a Patreon. Everybody knows how that works. Yeah. So if that's something you're interested in, please do we that. We will we will accept checks to our PO box as well. So, <laughs> if you are a big bank son of a gun, like Ric Flair, cut us a fatty, <laughs> so we can retire from our day jobs and do this full time and travel the world and get abducted by aliens. Wow! Wow! Maybe solve a mystery or two before that happens. We are the Scooby Doo and Shaggy of our generation. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Because that means I'm probably shaggy. Yeah. And he... He's high all the time. He's dumb. Anyway. Yeah. Scooby-Doo is definitely smarter than shaggy. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> Another way you can support the podcast is by telling everybody, sharing it on social media. Yeah. And let's going do big to where, things. Going to where you listen to this said podcast and leaving us a five-star rating and review. Um, right now I'm going through all of our reviews from across the pond because they get lost in my Apple uh, podcast review thing. Apparently, if you're from America, you don't get to see the ones from not in America. Which is dumb. Yeah, I can see the Canadian one. No, I can't. I can only no. see American ones. Anyway, someone hooked me up in the Discord, sent me a whole bunch of reviews from all over the place, so we're going through those. Today is brought to... Five, wow, today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by our friend Magic49. It says, great topics, five stars. 
Hello, guys. I'd like to thank you guys for the topics you discuss. I enjoy your episode, your every episode during work, so you make my working day better. The best episode so far is a story about the man from 3036. Hoping to hear something more from time travelers. Greetings from Poland. That's so sick. Steve's got you. I do have some time travelers ones, yeah. but that's not the day. No, but it's a good one. But, anyways, thanks so much for taking the time to leave, an, leave us that five-star rating and review. It does help us out tremendously. Yeah. The more of those we get, the more... Uh, visible were made in the podcast world speaking of the podcast world by the time this comes out it's going to be too late to vote but we're in the running for paranormal podcast of the year oh yeah we always at, forget to mention that. paranormal uh it's a paranormal radio yeah also another thing we so go and vote for us we always forget to mention in our show notes we have a link to our lovely merch store oh, where yeah. you can go get shirts go buy a shirt it's cool man we always forget to mention we're that. We're not good at what we do. No, we're not at all. We're, we Which, to you on YouTube, would attribute as to why we only have 800 subscribers. Because we're not good at our job. We, we're trying our best. Um, today's paranormal encounter isn't exactly a paranormal encounter. It's just a little blurb that we got from one of our friends. And I thought that I would touch on it because it's kind of cool. He's pretty much Bruce Lee. So... This is from our friend, Professor Jeremy. He left this on our website, little link where you can kind of leave us messages and stuff. I try to go through those and catch them as they come in, but this is one that stuck out to me today. It says, hey, Stephen Kyle, I was just listening to the episode, to episode 45, The Woods. Just wanted to elaborate on the question Steve asked, what the fuck is up with the feeling of being watched? Teaching Brazilian jiu-jitsu and self-defense, I can tell you it's your right brain picking up on the not-so-obvious energy focus that your left brain is missing. Think of it like when you're in a public place and have that same feeling, turning around and there's someone staring at you in an omen-like fashion. There's some kind of energy that your right brain is picking up on when someone or something is staring at you so intently. My recommendation is to always treat that feeling as a threat and go on high alert until that feeling subsides. Please keep making kick-ass content, guys. Your podcast has quickly become my favorite. Thanks, homie. Well, Professor Jeremy, first off, definitely thank you for the kind words and taking the time to leave this. Second off, that is the worst answer you could have given me about being afraid in the woods. It just told me that I need to learn to cry chop shit. Well, yeah, and every time you're in the woods and you feel like... And choke uh, stuff out. Yeah. You feel like you're being watched is because you are being watched. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't say what. You could be getting watched by a chipmunk. You're going to take a chipmunk as a threat? If it tries to bite me, yeah. Then I'm going to I'm gonna Bruce Lee kick that son of a bitch. I wouldn't. Well, I would watch that, but. I got attacked by those <laughs> uh, sugar gliders once. Where the fuck was there a sugar glider at? Uh, Up north, like in Canton. There's sugar gliders there? Yeah. What? They were living in a telephone pole. <laughs> One of my dumb coworkers was why up there. Did, why did you disturb their home? It was it was creepy. He was up there, and my foreman saw something climb into the hole, and he's like, "Yo, Jared, look inside that hole and see what that was." And he did, and three sugar gliders jumped out and flew right at me, Good. and I had to hide behind the tree because <laughs> I, I, at first I didn't know what they were. I like it. It creeped me out. I thought maybe they were bats or something, but it's a cryptid. Yeah. They're you, cool little things, you though. You had an encounter with a cryptid. 
Yeah, I survived. <laughs> you did. You manned, <laughs> you manned up and you made it. That's right. I like it. Then but I yeah, went and got a monster assault. <laughs> if you if you got some uh, even comments like that, we welcome onto the show. If oh you, yeah. If you hear something and you've got something to add to it, send it over. We'll read it in read it in the place of a uh, listener experience and. I like to share the information you guys share with us because we don't know a lot if you haven't already figured out. This is true. This is true. So you definitely fall short. I was I was hanging out this week trying to figure out something to write about. I've got like Kyle can attest to this. I got like four hundred episodes started that I don't finish. Because <laughs> my ADD just starts going off and yeah. I'm like, oh I could do this or I could do this. Oh this this story's interesting. Let me start this and it's just my whole computer is just this big clusterfuck that I can't get figured out. But I did buckle down and go into this weird, I don't know if it's hauntings. I don't know if it's demons or what the hell it is. I just call them water guys. But I know I've talked about it before where I was in my car and that I had yeah. a tiny droplet of water drip on my head yep. from out of nowhere, which is so weird to me. It's a meth demon. It's not running. It's not, there's no running water in my car. That I hooked up. <laughs> so I posted that on Reddit and a bunch of other people had similar experiences and people were like, oh, it's condensation from your air conditioner blowing out the vent. And I'm like, well, then why the fuck doesn't happen all the fucking time? Or at least frequently. Yeah. You, even if it was once. just once a month. No, it doesn't. But that lead me led me down this whole big <laughs> rabbit hole. I remember hearing... An episode on Unsolved Mysteries about this guy who could almost control the rain. Rain Man? Yeah, that's what I got it labeled as. But I'll get to his story later on because it's kind of lengthy. But as I was digging, I found a couple other ones. So I thought I'd share them with you guys. So let's dive into this whole watery world of water poltergeist, water. water guys. Which made me think of Waterworld, Kevin Costner. Who's <laughs> that not was as good, a good movie. Who's not as good as Bruce Willis or it, Nicolas you know, Cage. But he was good in that movie. He rode jet skis everywhere. That was a pretty good movie. All right. Uh, the first one I've got here is from 1963. It's known as the Methuen Water Demon, which is why Kyle was talking about meth, because yeah. it's in the name of the town. Yeah. So the Martin family first encountered what they called this water demon in October of 1963 when Francis Martin, his wife, and their children noticed the damp patch on the wall in the den. They watched in disbelief as the patch grew larger and larger, and then they started hearing a popping sound. It eventually started spraying extremely cold water for about 20 seconds at a time before it stopped. Francis tried to rationalize the issue Maybe he had a burst pipe or something, but he's like, well, the pipes couldn't freeze because it's not cold enough, being only October. So he, or, and he also had the pipes recently cleaned out. So he's like, man, the pipes are in good shape. It's not cold enough for anything to freeze. This is just freaking weird. The next day, the same thing happened again in a different part of the house. The problem continued to occur in every room of the house at 15 minute intervals. The family's furniture and floors were soaked, as were the Martins. They also had a non-family member come over and witness the phenomenon on at least one occasion. So, all this water is just appearing from nowhere. Moving from room to room. I'm already mind-fucked. Like, just... I, I anticipated you telling <clears throat> a story where somebody stumbled onto a lake 
and weird figures were uh, made of water were coming out of the lake and what have you. No, it's way, no. way more annoying. No, it's in your house, and all it's doing is soaking your damn wall mm-hmm. with freezing cold water, which who wants to deal with freezing cold water anyways? Yeah. And just ruining all your shit. That's all it's doing. So normally when you attribute things to hauntings, they're kind of confined to one geographical location, but not so much for the Martins. So Francis was like, you know what? I am sick of cleaning up water. I'm sick (laughs) of being douched all the time. And I'm just over it. So he's like, you know what, wife? We're going to go stay at your mom's house. It's like, all right, that's cool. Let's pack the kids up. We're going to go. So they arrive at his mother-in-law's house, start unpacking their stuff. They're like, yo, we got to stay here a couple weeks. We got some bad pipes, blah, blah, blah. No sooner do they get their stuff inside the house, what do they start hearing? The popping noises again. Oh, great. And what starts? Water spots on the walls. Water shooting from the walls. All kinds of crazy water shit again. If I was the mom, I'd be kicking motherfuckers out. They decided Martin went up and checked the attic to make sure there weren't any burst pipes in the mother-in-law's house, but that was all dry. They couldn't believe what was going on, and they didn't want to ruin their mother's interior because you don't want to piss off your mother-in-law. So they said, you know what, we're just going to go back to our house. So Francis goes all the way back to their house, move the kids back in. He's like, you know what, I'm just going to shut the water off at the water main, kill it. I'm going to drain the pipes, and we're just not going to worry about it. We'll just stay there, bring water in. Logic says this is going to work. Did it work? No. Because after the pipes were drained, the very next day, water started gushing from the walls in several spots again. The Martin family moved a third time to a rental property a few miles away, but the demon followed them, making a so, mess in their new home. Did they ever like see a crack in, in a pipe? Or do they just assume? I'm, ass- I'm assuming that when they had him checked out, because I did have a report where he brought in, because <clears throat> at this new property, the water started happening again. They eventually just said, you know what, we're just moving back home. They got in, they tore the walls out at some of the most common spots. I don't blame them there. And had a plumber inspect the pipes and everything came out cool. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. So they returned home. Eventually, the the water demon started to taper off and then it just stopped as, as abruptly as it came. That's no weird. No answers. Can't figure it out. The thing that sets it so apart and so crazy is that it followed the family around. Yeah. Not just one house. So, so you can't attribute it one house to one bad pipes if it's at three different locations. Right. Over and over and over again. Pretty weird. No, it's really weird. It it makes me feel like it's more of like an old god. Like the oh, old I gods. Didn't think about that. You know, it, like some type of water god or water yeah. spirit or something like that. Like it's yeah. it, 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 which also begs the question. You know, were, were you out somewhere and stumbled onto something fucking weird? Well, have you been dabbling in things that you shouldn't be dabbling? The list goes on, and the fact that it's it's contained to, you know, what you're able to find. Where we obviously, you know, can't ask these questions. There could be a lot of context there that he may not even have thought was relevant. Yeah. But it is, you know or what I'm it saying. Could, it could have been, it could have been a spirit in the house, 
that attached themselves to one of the family members absolutely and decided to move around i i don't know man the there as i was looking into this i saw a bunch of other like elemental type guys that were supposedly responsible for a bunch of different things like i found a bunch of uh fire starters see i feel like that that stuff for me i feel like that would be the old gods like when you when you mentioned the elemental shit yeah I feel like that's like an old god type situation. Because my initial plan was to do the water guys and then do the fire guys afterwards, right. but I didn't get the fire guys one together. So you're gonna have to hold on to that until a further date. But there are some weird stories about that too. Anyway, back to the water. So that's not a, a solitary incident by any means. I came across a whole bunch of different ones, but I only picked out three to really dive into and talk about, and this is going to be the second one. It's so weird. I've never even heard of this shit. Dude, it's, it's fucking, it's fucked up. Uh, this one's a little bit closer to our time frame here from 1995. It's the uh, Gardner family water geist. This particular case takes place in Lancaster, England. The Gardner family had reported incidents of water dripping from various parts of their home. This grabbed the attention of a paranormal investigator, Peter Hugh, who's also the chairman of the Northern Anomalies Research Organization. Hugh, with a small team of his investigators, visited the Gardner's home on August 31st, 1995. It was reported that it was an exceptionally hot day with near drought conditions, so much so that the town was put on a water usage shortage. So the water was pretty much shut off unless absolutely necessary. The gardeners told the team that the water dripping from the walls was not a new phenomenon, and they had been dealing with it for over 10 months. They said the water was not confined to one area and would move from room to room. Miss Vera Gardner said, and I quote, it would start dripping in one place and then just shoot from corner to corner. The team immediately suspected that some sort of condensation problem may be the issue, so they insta- installed fans, dehumidifiers throughout the home, but the water just continued. Jim Gardner also pointed out, quote, you don't get a lot of condensation during the summer in a drought. I mean, yeah. Captain Obvious there. Jim fucking... He's he's, on it. He's laying it down. He's on it. He's a smart one. The team examined the ceiling from the attic just above a seeping patch on the wall below. It's reported that the attic and the wall above was said to be bone dry. So they could not find a source of the water. Another member of the NARO, Alicia Lee, personally watched the occurrence take over a door to the kitchen. She says, I noticed the bottom of the door was wet and was about to alert the others when thousands of tiny droplets instantaneously covered the entire door. It happened right before my eyes. Stephen Mara, another member of the investigation team, witnessed water flash across the bedroom ceiling as the family was being interviewed in another room. He states, it was, is, it was as if the ceiling was a floor and someone had thrown a cup full of water across it, almost as if it had divide, defied gravity. So he's looking at this, Just I was picturing this when I was writing it. He's looking at the ceiling and a whole bunch of water just rushes across the ceiling. Right. When it should be falling... Yeah. To the ground. Well, and there, there shouldn't be... There shouldn't be somebody spilling water, water like anyway. that at all. It's just... And this also, like, just listening to that description, it also makes me wonder how many situations like this we brush off. Because like, she, you know, they were talking about a water drip. 
that they can't figure out. Like, I feel like that happens more in people's day-to-day life than they want to acknowledge. Oh, yeah. It has to catch you, it has <clears throat> to catch you out of the ordinary to seem like it's out of place, you know? Right. Like, like if I were in the bathroom and a droplet of water would have came out of nowhere and fell on my head, I'd have been like, well, I'm in the bathroom, yeah. the shower's in here, the faucet's in here, yada, yada, yada. When I'm sitting in my car... And there's 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 no reason for there being to, for there to be any water in my car, and a droplet drops on my face. I'm like, hold up. It's a little weird. Yeah, this is bizarre. It, it is weird, super weird. They also talked about a bunch of other poltergeist activity going on in the home. Things were being moved. Things were being thrown. Uh, the family reports being physically attacked. Uh, the father, Mr. Gardner, showed uh, the investigators scratches on his back that he said he had gotten earlier in the day. They also talked about the this water poltergeist making things disappear and reappear in other parts of the home. Odd smells and sounds. And just all around, I say normal poltergeist activity, but... Is it really that normal? Like, I don't know. I don't what is what is normal poltergeist? Activity? Yeah, I don't feel like it is very normal. But that, that's also, uh, you know, not far off of like uh, what they would say demons could also do yeah. as well. That's why I keep calling them water demons. Because right. Because it's like, uh, Yeah. No, I could totally see the the connection there without without a doubt. Despite having cameras set up through the home and having samples of the water... Uh, lab tested, they could come up with no decent explanation as to why the indoor rain was happening. The only answer they could give the gardeners was that you probably have a poltergeist. That's it. Oh, I, I you, love how that's probably, like... You probably got a ghost, dog. I love how that's the explanation there. Like, yeah, here's what you got going for you. It's like, sorry. It's just sorry a poltergeist. You. You know, do you... So my last story here is kind of a doozy. It has been all over the place. It was on uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and a lot of people have talked about it, and I just call this one Rain Man. It's the story of Don Decker. So February 24th, 1983, the funeral of James Kishow, uh, Kishow's grandson, 21-year-old Don Decker of Strasburg, Pennsylvania, was serving a 4-12 to month sentence for receiving stolen property. He, however, was granted a furlough from the county jail to uh, attend his grandfather's funeral. No one at the funeral knew that uh, Don had a dark secret. Don's grandfather, the man he pretended to mourn, had physically abused him from the time he was just 7 years old. Don goes to say no other part of the family knew anything about what happened, and it was like good fighting evil. The evil was gone, and I was hoping, you know, that everything would change. Well, things did change, but probably not in the way that Don wanted them to. After the funeral, he decided to spend the night with his friends, Bob and Jeannie Kiefer. That's when the unexplained began to happen. It was at their home that all the uneasy feelings stirred up at the funeral came back to haunt Don. He, they were sitting at the dinner, dinner table, and suddenly he stood up and decided to go upstairs. He was just overcome with emotion. He went up and he sat on the bed, kind of thinking through everything that he'd gone through, the loss of his grandfather, who was 
pretty much just this weight off of his shoulders when all of a sudden Don said that he felt a deep chill in the room and almost at the same time water began to drop from the living room walls as Don says he fell into a strange trance-like state almost just like in like he was just overtaken with all the emotion that was going on the keepers notified the landlord Ron Van Wy when Ron arrived he was just as puzzled as the water running down the walls as Kiefer's, as the Kiefer's were. He states, We decided maybe it was the plumbing, but there were no pipes in the front end of the house to leak. There were basically nothing there the water could have came from. After watching it for a while, I discovered that it wasn't only coming from the ceiling down, it could come from the wall over or from the floor up. There was basically no direction that it couldn't come from. It could be from anywhere. So, again, it's just another case of it pretty much defying gravity. Yeah. It's running from the ceiling down. And coming out of nowhere. Running from the floor up and running from side to side. And this will be the third case in a row that all have similarities. Yeah. So, Ron telephoned his wife, uh, Romaine, and the police. Patrolman Richard Wolbert arrived at the scene. He's quoted saying, saying, at this point, he was telling me, I just want you to walk into the house. I said, I'm not walking into that house unless you explain to me what I'm walking into. He says, trust me, trust me, just walk into the house. I walk into the door and he came right in behind me. And I couldn't get two steps inside the door and I was absolutely pelted by the water. Officer Wolbert said that not only was it just raining inside, but the water droplets defied physics. We were standing just inside the front door and met this droplet of water traveling horizontally. It passed between us and just traveled out into the next room. <laughs> so the rain isn't falling. It's going wherever The rain wants. is just moving. It's so bizarre. I'm trying to like wrap wrap it around in my brain and it it's not working properly. And I'm I like I, I think about it and I'm like, is it in slow motion? Is he just standing there and he's just watching these things? Just move, or is it like fast, like rain? It's so bizarre. Yeah, I've never heard anything like this. Another officer at the house that night stated, I literally had a chill going up my spine. It made the hair stand up on my neck. That's how I felt. The situation where things were happening that I never, ever dreamed could possibly happen. And there was no way of explaining what was going on. At this point, the officers left to report the incident to the police chief. The Kiefer's and Don walked across the street to get something to eat. Ron Van Wy and his wife remained at the house. They left and everything else left too. The rain stopped and the house was normal. We were kind of thinking maybe it was coming from them, but we weren't sure at that time which one. Uh, the restaurant owner from across, across from the Kiefer's house had visited them earlier that day and had seen the rain firsthand. Pam was convinced that Don Decker, sitting in her restaurant with the Kiefer's, was possessed by an evil spirit. You looked at Donnie, and he was it was like he was in a trance. He would look at you, but not knowing you were there. I said to Jeannie, he's got to be possessed. We were sitting there. A couple seconds later, there's water all over the pizzeria, too. I never seen anything like that happen. I went to the cash register. I had a crucifix there. I took it out, and I put it on him. At the minute I put it on him, and it touched his skin, he got burned. There's no way that anybody could have played a joke like that. This was real. Donnie was doing it to himself. He was doing it without realizing he was ever doing it. 
Even Don Decker began to believe that he was somehow responsible. The rain in the restaurant was the last straw. He's quoted as saying, that made me more sure that I had something to do with it because it was following me, and it didn't start raining in the house until I got there. They were living there and nothing ever happened, and that's when I started realizing that it was me. Back at the Kiefer's house, Romaine and the, the landlord's wife confronted Don, accusing him of somehow causing all the trouble. Don recalls, the pots and pans over the stove started rattling. That's when I got levitated off the floor. I was just like floating. Then it was like a push. It wasn't like someone taking their hand and pushing me. It was like a feeling that was all over my body at once. I'm a big guy, you know. I've always been assertive, and that made me feel like a newborn. You know, I'm scared right now just think, just talking about it, really. A few hours after the strange incident in the kitchen, the officers arrived with their chief. Uh, Officer Buon describes what happened. When the chief got to the house, he was pelted with water just as Rich and I were. I got the impression that he was put on the spot, maybe a little bit embarrassed, like we expected something out of him that he could answer. There was no way to explain what happened. I think he was put into a position where he might have felt a little uncomfortable. The police chief announced that the problem was a plumbing issue and ordered his officers to leave the Kiefer house. Officer Buon said that they were told not to file a report and not even to talk about the incident. He states, well, he just flat out denied it. It didn't happen. And he tried to convince me that nothing happened. He wasn't going to do that. I saw it, and that's all there is to it. The next day, three officers ignored the orders of the police chief, and they went to the Kiefer home to continue their investigation. One of the officers, Bill Davies, is quoted saying, We're standing there, and I gave Mr. Decker this, cold, this gold cross to hold. The next thing he says is, It's burning my hands, and there's no explanation for it. When you picked it up, when you grabbed it, it's not hot, hot, but it's hot, and I held on to it. Don also again levitated off the floor. Lieutenant John Rundle said he'd witnessed it. All of a sudden, he lifted up off the ground. He flew across the room with the force that a bus had hit him. There were three claw marks on the side of his neck which drew blood. I have no answer for it whatsoever. And I just draw a blank even today. Bill Davies was also at a loss. I've been a cop for over 40 years and I've never seen anything like this, ever. There's always an explanation when something happens. If you got to investigate, you come up with something. This is why it happened. For this case, there's just simply no explanation. Finally, on the third night, Ron Van Wy asked a preacher to come to the house to try an exorcism. Every Protestant minister and Catholic, Catholic priest in Strasbourg had turned Ron down. Ron stated, As she started to pray, Donnie went into a convulsion. He started to shake. He pulled himself up into a ball, and the longer she prayed, he started to relax then. His wife said that she felt a change in the house as well. His whole body seemed to quiet down completely, and as you're standing there watching this, you could feel the house itself seem to take on a total different feeling. Ron says, and by the time she got done praying, the water was gone, and that was the last time we saw the water at the house at all. The mysterious rain was gone, and Don Decker appeared to return to his old self, but this was only temporary. After his furlough, he went back to jail. Within a few days, the mysterious rain returned, this time in the jail. Don says, they put me in a maximum security cell. I was in there with another inmate, and I was thinking I should make it rain here too. All of a sudden, water started coming out of the concrete floor, or the, out of the concrete floor, and at that point, I thought, I can do things. According to Don, he now realized he could control the rain at will. A skeptical guard challenged him to make it rain in Warden Dave Keenhold's office. Warden Keenhold states, I was sitting at the desk writing a report. 
I was all by myself in an administration area. Nobody else was around. It was about 8 8 p.m. in the evening. At the time, I didn't feel anything, but my shirt was drooping down. An officer entered and told Warden Keenhold to look at his shirt. And right about the center of my sternum, four inches long, two inches wide, I was just saturated with water. I was startled. I was scared. The officer was frightened that the officer was frightened at that particular time. I just didn't have an explanation as to why it happened. The warden called Reverend William Blackburn in. He states, all of a sudden I received a frantic call from a sergeant in the jail. He said, can you come over? We need you. We need your help. So he brought this very meek and mild-mannered young man into the room, and he was asking for my help. Don told the reverend he could make it rain and that crosses placed on his body burned. According to the Reverend Blackburn, he told Don to admit that he was just making things up. Then, quote, all of a sudden his demeanor changed and the smell came into the room. Nurses and doctors and medical people say when you walk into a room where someone is dying with a cancer or something, usually there's a smell. You can tell when you walk in the room. I smell the smell like that multiplied five times at least. It was evil and foreboding. He raised his hand and rubbed his fingers together, and all of a sudden it started to rain. It was like the devil's rain. It was a mist. I was in the presence of evil. I opened up a Bible and started to read it to him, but the pages never got wet. So help me, it was the most frightening thing I'd ever seen. I think I was praying for me more than him. I prayed, and it was only a brief period, and the rain stopped. Reverend Blackburn said he noticed a sudden change in Don as well. He subsided, and you could feel a peace. He said, thank you. He got tears in his eyes. We hugged and prayed together. He was possessed. There was no doubt in my mind. There was no way a human could do what he did in that room. There's no way that he did anything. And what he did was spiritual, and it wasn't of God. I guarantee you it was not of God. Don Decker said that he feels like the bizarre occurrences won't happen again. He's quoted as saying, well, it's over. It hasn't happened again. Basically, I'm just hoping that it never will. And I just, you know, go day by day. As for my grandfather, I think what had happened was his doing. Because he abused me when I was young, he got the chance to do it again. Chip Decker, no relation to Don, and Peter Jordan are paranormal researchers on this case. Chip was so impressed with the eyewitness accounts, he goes on to state, I think what makes this case very unique is that all the witnesses are so credible. We're dealing with very good, well-seasoned police officers that were obviously rather frightened and shaken by this, but also had the powers of observation. Jordan goes on to state, The Don Decker case is by far the singularly most fascinating and important case I've ever personally been involved in. That does not mean I believe that it necessarily is proof positive of demonic infestation, but it is the case in my own personal experience up to this point that comes closest to that hypothesis. In all, nine witnesses plus Don himself were willing to go on record saying that they saw, heard, and felt the phenomenon of the rain that was not of this world. They all continue to believe that Don was possessed by an evil spirit, possibly the devil. There are no explanations for the bizarre events that happened to Don Decker. That's fucked up. <laughs> Dude, I just... Like, I feel like that one, of the three... He's like, I can make it rain. That's... I feel like out of the three, that one had the most demonic ties to it. Oh yeah, with the with the crosses burning him. Yeah, and the part that really stood out to me when he had the preacher in there, and he rubs his fingers together and it starts to rain. Old boy opens the Bible up and the Bible doesn't get wet. Right, like that's which is pretty, weird. 
it's pretty freaking bizarre. I heard an, I had another case that I didn't write down, but I read it. It was about this young nine-year-old boy who was in this hospital. I don't know if he had uh, what his exact ailments were, but as he was there, the underside of his hospital bed began to accumulate water. And at first they thought it might be a leak in the pipe. You know, every, everybody goes to the most rational explanations. Right. So they decided to move him to another room. Not long after they move him there, same thing. Puddles under the bed. It's And it's just water. It's not urine or anything that you're thinking right. of, you know. So they're like, all right, let's, let's keep doing it. Well, they end up moving this kid six other times. And every time they move him to a new room, a puddle accumulates underneath. So weird. The floor. I've n- I wonder if there is, like, elemental demons like that. You would think. I've never heard of it, but you would think there would have to be, you know, maybe. Yeah, logically. because a lot, a lot of uh, mythology and stuff revolves around elemental stuff. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't really look into it that much. Know, that's, that's really. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising at all. Yeah. Hmm. Let's look here. Oh, that looks like uh, something from a video game. Oh, so that mm. looks like an elemental version of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Fire elements. I don't know. It probably is from a video game. It does look kind of... Video game-ish. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a lot about, like, demonology, so... Me either. I got a bunch of demonology books in my Amazon cart. But I would I would be willing to bet you're right that there are definitely elemental ties to it. It makes sense. Like you said, there's it a lot of that fuels mythology and shit like that. So this is weird. Huh. An elemental is a mythic being described in a cult in a al- alchemical alchemical works from around the time of the European Renaissance in the 1600s. Um, according to Parcellus and his subsequent followers, there are four categories of elementals, elementals which are gnomes, undines, sylphs, and salamanders. Interesting. Hmm. These, are course, these correspond with the four... Uh, impo- I know I'm going to get this wrong. Empedoclean elements... Earth, water, air, and fire, respectively. Terms employed for beings associated with the alchemical elements vary by source and gloss. The gnome being of earth, the undine being of water, the sylph being of air, and the salamander being of fire. Undines are a category of elemental beings associated with water stemming from alchemical writings of Paracelsus. Paracelsus. Somebody correct me because I know you will. Um, kind of tied to water nymphs. I don't know. It doesn't really say anything about them being necessarily evil. I mean, I think that could be subjective. Yeah, that's true. Uh, He noted that undines are similar to humans in size, while sylphs are rougher, coarser, and longer, stronger. Gnomes are short, while salamanders are long, narrow, and lean. 
These elementals are said to be able to move through their own elements as human beings move through air. Gnomes, for example, can move through rocks, walls, and soil. Sylphs are the closest to humans in this concept because they move through the air like we do. While in fire, they burn. and water, they drown. In earth, they get stuck. He states that each one stays healthy in its own particular chaos, as he terms it, but dies in the others. Weird. It's a weird word to use. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's bizarre. But those are the cases I put together. Thoughts kind of break into that and open you guys up to that if anybody has heard of any other cases i know when i was looking there were some that didn't have a whole lot of information but i just chose these three to kind of open it up i think the don decker interview that i uh was quoting here might actually be from the unsolved mysteries episode i think it is but it's I don't know. It's weird. It's definitely a change of pace. The next time you uh, are out and about and you feel a droplet of water, <clears throat> by out and about, I mean just chilling in your living room, it watching does, your favorite story. It does make me curious to look into elemental type situations more often. Something you don't hear a lot about. You really don't. In the paranormal world. You would think... Like with Pan being such a big thing now and mm -hmm. the green men that people would would kind of dive back into that a little bit. Yeah, my buddy John is hooked on the green man right now. He wants to learn more about that. Tell him I just bought the book, The Great God Pan. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, he would probably be into that. He wants, he wants to learn a little bit more about that stuff. I think we could all do some good from learning about it. Probably. Most likely. But yeah, that's it for today. So yeah, that was that was decent. That was a, like I said, it was definitely something I'm not used to hearing. It's just uh, you never think, like you said, you never think about elemental stuff when you think of poltergeist, you think of hauntings, you no, think and of like with shit. elemental. I don't feel like I don't I don't feel like elemental should be tied to angels or demons. I feel like elemental would be something all on its own entity. And then, you know, in the Rain Man's case, I don't know, that one is a little bit extra bizarre. When he, but I mean, when he realized that he could harness it. That's what's fucked. That's a scary scene. Yeah, see that one. That that's one, how you. Be, that's how you get supervillains. Yeah, that that one bugs me more when than he says, the rest. I, I knew that I could control it. Because if an elemental was mad at you it's gonna do bad things to you you know what i mean yeah and maybe maybe like a gnome per se a gnome could be fall into the category of being a trickster where it could if it did have the power to manipulate water i know that that was the a wrong description there but let's just pretend that it did it could play tricks on you it could bother you it could pester you like almost like the fey could yeah you know what i'm saying so the fact that it you label it with demonic or whatever is kind of subjective in my opinion but but then again i don't know enough about demons to sit here and go no that's not in the demonic realm at all that's impossible i don't have a clue yeah you know it and would it would be like interesting his, to find out with his the crosses burning him and stuff like yeah that's the other good another good point it does sound absolutely typical yeah. demonic possession and if he's using his power for 
nefarious shit. Of course, the demon's going to be behind it. He's going to be like, hell yeah. yeah. Make it rain on them. And then not to mention, we don't have full context. So uh, did he make a deal with somebody? Did he... Yeah, did he be, dabble in something? He clearly had a lot of trauma in his life from a young age. He right. could that you always hear stories about trauma opening people up to these kind of these kind of infestations. I like I like that word better than possession. Right. Like it you opened yourself up to negative shit because yeah. all you've dealt with your whole life is negative shit. Totally. I mean you, it totally makes sense. It's like a breeding ground. There was another story I didn't put in here because it wasn't water, but there was a reformatory, like a hospital that had a room that started leaking this weird substance, which at first they thought was crude oil because of the smells, I guess, which it's kind of weird what they did they're like so we checked the grounds made sure we weren't on an old oil well but it wasn't oil it was kerosene and gasoline that started leaking from the walls and they were it was so much so that they were getting 10 quarts a day of each of them and they were just gathering them in this huge 50 gallon drum it sounds like a giant fire waiting to happen yeah which hopefully it did (laughs) <laughs> what kind of uh, it's, it's bizarre I, I've never heard anything like that either no dude you like there's so many accounts of this weird shit like I said I was gonna do um the fire one which I will but there's accounts of uh weird oils coming from people's walls and shit there's accounts of blood um uh, weird like oozes and goose and shit like it's it's it, we live in a weird world man that is that is an understatement <laughs> but it, it also makes me wonder just on the subtle things how many of these things that we nonchalantly overlook are like oh you know because the, there was to be honest with you there was an instance where me nor shauna could explain a large puddle of water in our house before and it was on one of the chairs in the kitchen. Now, my rational mind, I wiped it up and everything. There was no hue to it. But my rational mind is one night I caught my son walking around the house. Um, he was basically, I don't, I don't, I don't think he was sleepwalking, but I think he was so tired he was confused as to where he was going. Where he, like, I caught him almost start pissing into his his uh one of his drawers in his <laughs> dresser and so I kind of like I'm like you know what I bet he got up one night like that thought it was the toilet went in there pulled the chair out yeah. peed on the chair and then went back to bed like I said it it was it was completely clear so not that you know it couldn't be that but it was just kind of weird it, it, it does was, make but you it's think a about yeah it was a large puddle of water that we were unable to explain, period, the end. Speaking of poltergeists, not to you have off, one? but I was just thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah we, do, we do have a poltergeist. I think it's the haunted doll. Yeah, we come in today, and it's weird because people were asking me if anything fucked up has happened since I got the haunted doll, and I'm like, no, no, no. We come in to record today, and my headphones aren't working. 
I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong with my headphones? So I'm like, Kyle, I don't, I don't mess with the board. I don't touch it. Kyle's got it all set up. He knows how to run it. I don't fuck with it. So Kyle gets over there and looking at all the knobs. He's like, have you been fucking with this? I'm like, no dog, I don't touch it because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And he's like, these knobs are all, all wonky. Yeah. And like my headphones were turned completely down. A different headphone knob was turned all the way up that we never use. We don't even have a, have a a third set of headphones, but Kyle's like, yeah, this isn't the first time I've checked this. Yeah. I've noticed little subtle changes on the board once in a while. I just kind of figured maybe Steve was playing with it or, or maybe bumped it, ran up one of the, the, the riser, the knobs or this, that, and the other. And, but this one was, was weird because the number one headphone, which would be Steve, was turned all the way off. Number two was left where I always leave it. And the, the third one was turned up where the number one spot should be. Like, it was right to where I always keep it. It was just on the third knob. And I don't ever mess with the headphone knobs. The headphone knobs stay exactly where they are 24-7. I just usually mess with the sliders on the mixer. Which, you know, would control our voices going into the, the the computers and our headphones. So I usually just turn them all the way down, power it off, and you're ready to rock. But like I said, like Steve said, I asked him, I'm like, you fuck with this? He's like, no. I never touch the thing. And I'm like, really? I unplug the son of a bitch when we're done, and then it just stays there. Yeah. I was like, really? I was like, because this isn't the first time I've noticed little weird changes on the board. And he's like, that's fucking weird, man. And then we both turn and look at the doll. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, it's probably that asshole. Yeah, like, I don't, listen, I don't care if you use it, just put it back. That's right, yeah. The way that you found it. P.S. You break it, you buy it. I spent a lot of money on that thing. All of a sudden, we're going to have all these, like, extra episodes start popping up, and it's just going to be a little doll talk. I'm I'm good with that. I'll move out. As long as you post it under the Hollis Guy podcast. Yeah. I'm good Yo, with if that. You, if you're if you're that interested in being part of the show, pull up a chair. Yeah, we'll get you a third headphone. <laughs> Come on in. Let's talk about it. Oh, that'd be fucked. But you know the deal. Check us out at all the social medias. Get us your creepy stories. Stay safe. Stay weird. And if you start seeing puddles of water in your house, rub your fingers together and see if you can make it rain. <laughs>